0: The yeshiva.net. Okay, Torah Orr, Parshas Miketz, page 72. It's a Chanukah Maimer. The maimorim of the Yomim Toivim usually were inserted into the Parshias when the Yomim Toivim take place. So the maimorim of the Baal HaTanya, of the Alter Rebbe on Hanukkah, are in Parshas Vayeshev and in Parshas Miketz, because usually Hanukkah coincides with these two Parshias. This year, actually, Chanukah began Metzoy Shabbos, Parshas Vayeshev, and continues throughout Parshas Miketz. So this Maimir was inserted into Parshas Miketz. You'll see it's Mamash on the bottom of the page, 72, column 2, the last two lines, or Daf Lamed Vav, Omud Lamed vav, column 4 on the bottom. And it starts off with a Possek that it uh, wouldn't seem very connected to Chanukah, but as we shall see and discover... It's a profound connection to Chanukah. Now, just as an uh, just as an intro, this maimer which begins with the words "Roni Vessimchi Bas which is from the Hafteira that is going to be said on Shabbos Chanukah, was said by the Balatanya by the Alter Rebbe on Shabbos Chanukah of the year Tovkuf Samach Vov. Tovkuf Samach Vov, which would be eighteen o Five. Now this mimer actually, when it finishes on the next page seventy four, you'll see on the second column it says beer al hamal, and there's a whole other mimer which is beer al amal until you get to Lamad ches where there's a new mimer mikashem Very often the Alter had a minig that he would say a mimer, and then in the next, it could be next Shabbos, or it could be a day later, it could be a few days later, he would say what was called a beer on the mimer. An explanation on the Maimur. And in these biurim he showed the foundations upon which his first Maimur was built. He showed usually the second the biurim are much more complex and much more mystical. Because he basically shows how he got to the ideas in the first Maimur. Usually in his Maimarim he conveys his ideas, he doesn't trace back his methodology. His methodology and formula of thinking of how he developed ideas and his biurim, which were usually said for a more select group of people who were masters both of halacha and kabbalah, he would trace back the ideas to the writings of Darizal, to other writings of Kabbalah Zoya, and develop it. So it was more winding, more complex, more subtle, showing. That's why it was called an explanation. It's not always an explanation. Sometimes it's more. It's harder because he's trying to trace back the ideas. But in that process, he would also explain things more. So that's why a lot of the maimariyam at the end have actually a, a beer, just for, for, for reference, for, for your own knowledge. So we're going to start the maimariyam here. Rani ki va. Now, what is this posse? How does it come in here? You see page 72? Two, two lines from the bottom. Yeah. How does it come in here? What's the connection? Rani V'Simchi Bas is a posik in Scharia. In Scharia, Padek Beis, Posik Yudalit. It's the opening words of the Haftarah of Shabbat Chanukah, And what it means is, Rani, dance, V'Simchi, rejoice, daughter of Tziyah daughter of Zion, Ki Hini Niva, because I'm coming. V'Sha'chanti V'Saychich ma Hashem And I will dwell among you, God says. And many nations will come to Hashem. This is the beginning of the Haftarah of Shabbos Chamek. There's something surprising here. Because just a few psukim later, Pasuk Yitzayim, Perik Beis ends in Scharia, and now starts Perik Gimel. And Perik Gimel is the continuation of the Haftarah, which tells the famous story about Yehoshua who was a Kohen Gadol during the beginning of Bayez Shani. And basically the Navi Scharia has a whole prophecy about him. And that prophecy includes a description of a menorah and a menorah burning, which is a continuation of the nevuah and perigimel and Perek which that would seem connected to Hanukkah. And yet the Haftar inserts a few psukim from a previous chapter that completely don't discuss Hanukkah, they don't discuss the prophecy that deals with the menorah. And that's his Pela here, his question on which he builds the Maimer, why that was inserted into the Haftariah of Hanukkah. Now the interesting thing here is, this would seem like an incidental, Detail in chamika that doesn't capture its essence, but nonetheless, there's often in Yiddishkeit that from a nuance you somehow get some, you somehow can get perspective on uh, on essential ideas, and this is an example for it. Most people between you and I don't notice what the haftei of Shabbos chamik is. If they already lived through Kriya Haftei, it's already a big miracle. By the time of the haftei, you know, it's already the kiddush. So that even those who concentrate on the haftarah don't bother to look up where the haftarah was taken and why they chose this haftarah okay. but that's because we don't you know most people don't even know how how powerful and uh, insightful these things are but obviously for him it was different so but l'chayre doesn't seem apostolic at the beginning of the haftarah what he's going to show how you have to say that these psukim even though l'chayre they're not connected they actually convey a major theme of khanakah and that's going to be the connection Face value, why wouldn't this sentence make sense to fit into Hanukkah? Hanukkah Sabayas, and it's regained we'll with the Samikdash from coming back in. So, we're going to be doing this all over again now. We're going to have the Kabbalahs, everything's coming back. So, why wouldn't that face right. value this fit in? Because I'll tell you, there's a lot of Nevuas like this. The Nevi'im are full of these Nevuas. Phil. So if you have a Patek, and, and we're not doing this whole Patek, the Patek comes also before. The Patek, uh, Prozestation of Yerushalayim, there's a lot of stuff before it. That he doesn't say. He starts off with this Pasuk. That means this Pasuk essentially is connected to Hanukkah. The concept that you're saying is true, but that's concept you already have before in the pedik. He doesn't choose it. He starts from these East pshukum, which is the middle of a pedik, and then goes over to a new pedik, which Taka is going to deal with the Chanukah, with the Menoyah of the Besamiktosh, which is obviously connected directly. So that's going to be his proof that this Pasuk somehow conveys, and it's the opening message of the Avteirah of Hanuk. So, Rani v'simchi v'asiyah in k'hini n'iva L'hav in a'ini v'simchi Pashat to understand what this means, rani v'simchi Dance, rejoice And what's the difference between the two? V'gam ma'i in z'alav of ch'anuk And also, what's the connection between this Pasuk and the of Hanuk? Sh'mashilin b'rani v'simchi V'ayitzarek lahashchum in ra'isi v'hini m'noir azof k' The first question is, what is Rani and Simchi? What's the difference between dancing? Rani is from the word Rina and Simcha. What's the two expressions? Is Rani and there's Simchi? The second thing is, what's the connection to chanaka? The beginning of the Avtadah should have been with Ra'isi, Bihinim Menorah, Zav, Kula, which is directly connected to Hanukkah. Because that's the Iker of the Ness in the Menorah. In fact, the Gemara Masech, the Megillah, at the end recounts and enumerates what we do for Haftoida. So when it comes to Chanukah, the Gemara says in Megillah, that on Hanukkah maftiden b'neiriz Sharia. The Haftoida is about the neiriz of Sharia Hanavi. So Rashi says over there, the d'Schariah, rani v'simchi, al-shem re'isi v'hine of kula. So it's because neiriz of Shariah, which is the menerizah And yet we begin, as Rashi points out, from the Pesach, rani v'simchi. The explanation and all of this is, and now he's going to completely change the subject and at the end of the Maim, he's going to come back. He's going to come back to Hanukkah. So there's a major build-up here. A major build-up is going to be, and then at the end, he's going to come back to Rani V'simchi Basin and show the connection to Hanukkah, and show how this actually conveys one of the most essential themes of Hanukkah, this Pasuk. See, for this we have to understand another Pasuk, and this is a Pasuk we say every single morning in davening. Ivdu was Hashem Basimcha Boyu Lefhan of Birnana. In Tehilam Capital Kuf, we say it right after Barak Shahma, Mizma Lusida Hariyul Hashem Kalaarits, Ivdu was Hashem Basimcha, Boyulafan of Birnana. What does this mean? Serve Hashem with joy, come before him, birinona. How do they translate Birinon in the English Sidurian? Probably with uh with singing, with singing, with jubilation. The Isa On this is a fascinating expression in Zohar. The Zoyar says, Simcha is in the morning. In Aramaic, Tzafra is morning. Ramsa is evening, night. So the Zoyar says, Simcha is in the morning. And Ranana's singing is at night. That's what the Zohar says. Ivdua be Simcha is in the morning. Boil the fun of Birnana is Biramsa in the evening, Erev. But Lohovin, Mount Zafra, Mount Ramsa, Simcha, Mount Renana. Zoya says the two are connected. What is it? What is morning? What is night? What is Simcha? What is Renana? And then we can understand why Simcha is in the morning and Renana is at night. What does the Zoya mean with this? So for this, he explains now the concepts of Rena versus Simcha and Yoim versus Laila day versus night, morning versus evening. This will be understood by an introduction. When Chazal talk about the malochim, the angels, they tell us that the malochim, their service of Hashem, consists of Rina, of singing, and of Zimra, of melodies, and of Shirais, of praises, and kishbachos extolling, extolling God. So when we speak about avodas samalachim, we speak about rina. They're singing. Kinoida, where do we see this? Kinoida meinyim peirik shira. We know this from peirik shira. You're familiar with Perik shira, right? Peirik shira is. Chazal tell us that all the bruyim, all the creatures, every morning, they have a shira. Months you get to hear it. Sometimes if you wake up early enough. Right? You hear, everyone is singing. People are sleeping, but everybody is singing. They never have a problem waking up. They're always there before the sicken. And everybody has a nigan. So the perikshida goes through many, many of the animals. What does the frog sing about in the morning? And what does this bird sing? And this animal, and that animal. It's so fascinating. Because it's perik perikshida. Especially, we see this by the malachim, that in all of the worlds, the malachim say shida. Really, in really we see all creatures. This is what they do. What they do with their life is, they're busy saying shir, they're busy singing. All the malachim in all the worlds, to the highest world, to the highest level, they're always saying, they're all saying shiris v'shishbachis with song and jubilation. You have many madregas in malachim. We look at an angel, you know, a white winged creature who flies around, a lakshon kugel eater. A malach really is a very subtle idea, which we'll see. And every malach lives in its own world. depends which world. There's different types of worlds, different types of malach. But he says the common denominator is, they're saying shir. The zimra. and zimra. That's what we say every morning. Taz baruch lanetzach, right? Yishtabach shimchalad malkeinu ha'shem eshar, sevkulom oimdim, mashmiyem bekel divreylekim chayim, sevkulom ahovem, kulum brudim, And then we say, and this is the whole introduction to Krishna, as we will see. To understand that the malachim shema, melech, they're very dramatic words, very poetic, powerful words. I mean, unfortunately, when you say something every day, you don't stop to think about it. But it's a whole experience that's being described, and somehow... The Chazal who instituted the Nusach at the Bechas Krishma, felt that this is apropos each morning to tune in to this type of song of the Malachim until they finally explode. Kaddish, Kaddish, Kaddish. And that's the Shrafme. and Then there's the Ephanim and Chayasa Kaddish. They have another Nusach, Baruch Kwaida shem Kaimim. And then we say, L'keil, Baruch ni Imais Yaytenus, Deitenus Miris Yameir, Vizach Bachis Yameir. And that ultimately finishes the first bracha Then we get into another bracha Avas Oila Mahavtan, or Avarab, it depends on the Nusach. But the point is, the love to us, and then you say, What is this singing all about? What are they doing exactly? What is this? That they don't know what to do with their life, so they have to occupy their time. So they sing, what, what are they supposed to do? What is this kind of thing? When we speak about this type of rinah, basically it's an expression of their intense chukah. You know what chukah is, yeah? Their intense uh, desire. Uh, desire, pining. Their intense pining and yearning. Paraphrasing a They have kisufim. Kisufim is a craving. A kisufim is a kol sanafsh. They have a profound yearning and their soul yearns and pines. by b'yuzbarach to connect with him. Blessed be he. And to become included, to become submerged, to become nichlal, to become part of a cloud, from the word cloud, to become part of the oneness of the light of infinity, blessed be He. The term He uses here for Hashem is, as usually, doesn't use the word God. Doesn't even usually use the word Reboi Shalom. very rarely. The term that's used is Ein Soif Baruch Ein Soif means infinity. <coughs> In the presence, in the light, light is presence, in the expression of infinity, they want to be submerged. And this is not something they have as an inspiration once a year. They get excited about God. This is a craving, a yearning that is not interrupted. They actually don't have any other love. They don't have any other desire. They don't have another Ava. They're only Ava. Their only experience of emotion is, I want to be part of the Ein I want to be nichlal in the Ein Saif, I want to be part of infinity, completely absorbed. So it's Kol Yemeim. It's Tumit. It's constantly. It's perpetual. Not only don't they have another desire, we have different desires. We have different voids that we try to fill in different ways. We have different cravings. We have different aspirations. So therefore, even though there's a place in the human psyche, in the human soul, that has this, it may not be consciously experienced. By the malachim and the bruyim, there is no, no other ava and shukah. This is their soul ava. So that's why they're always singing. So they're singing. Singing is a form over here of yearning. Singing is a form as I'm trying to touch something. I'm trying to connect to something. It's a manifested expression of the souls of the angels yearning and craving to be one with God completely, to be completely absor- absorbed in the Eirin Seir Parchu. That's what singing is. The gam ain leh mavoida cheres. They also have no other avoida. Kamoi Torah mitzvah. don't have an avoida of Torah sheim am shachem Torah and mitzvahs is actually the avoid of bringing down godliness, milma'ila from above, lamata down. In other words, Torah and mitzvahs is about sanctifying the world, bringing it down. They don't have that other avoda. Their whole avoid is going up, not coming down. By human beings, first of all, we have other loves, so we're not always singing. We're singing, but sing. the question is, what's the niggin? Besides that, they have no other in ruchnis. Their sole avoyd is the yearning, the craving, the seeking. So, mela the nigan. They have no avoyd of Torah and which is the opposite direction, of bringing the Shechina down through Torah yeah, and But they come down the ladder also. They go up the ladder and they come down. <laughs> it's a different type of coming down, yeah. Rakaveidosam he yistoykikus nafshem emata the the yearning of the soul, not milmayla lamata, but milata lamaila I'm in a lower space, and I'm striving, I'm striving to go free, to release myself, to extricate myself, and go into a higher. This regesh of tsukah is expressed through singing. Kenoy damin yin as it's known to those who understand the concept of a nigin, the concept of a song, the concept of a melody, a nigin is basically as the heart emotes. In yearning, the person sings. There are different types of nigun. There's a nigin that has within it a tnua, emotion a of joy, of celebration. There's a nigin that has in it a motion of miridus. Miridus is frustration. A sense of bitterness, a sense of melancholy, an angst, an angst that the person is experiencing. Ah, huh? blues. I love the blues. The blues. <laughs> yeah, but the common denominator is a is a spilosalev, meaning when the heart, the heart, so to speak, explodes in a powerful feeling, in a powerful emotional experience. The person naturally bursts out a nigunin. He's not talking here about robotic singing. Now we're going to sing a song, let's start singing. He's talking here about the nigunin that comes, that grows out organically from the human being's heart. It comes whenever there's a very deep emotion, but depends what type of emotion. Some emotions will produce a nigan of simcha, and some emotions will produce a nigan of mirirus. So therefore, by the malachim, you also have different types of niggunim. But the common denominator is that there's an element of Hispilus Halev of Tshukah. Sometimes with instruments? Of course, of course. Of course. Every day there was a concerto in the Baysa Mikdash. It's hard for us to understand. There was a huge symphony that went on. You can have 120 vocalists, you understand? 120 vocalists standing on the steps by the Ulam in the morning and in the afternoon, when they did the carbon in the morning and carbon in the afternoon, there was a whole major, and you had instruments and you had vocalists, <laughs> <laughs> if the iker shirah is bepeh, or the iker shirah is bekli. If the main avoid of the shirah was be, the, the mouth, the vocalist, or was bekli with the instruments, right? And many poets come hold that the iker is bekli, with the instruments, which in some ways is even deeper than, the, than with the mouth. It's even deeper than in the mouth some ways. I'll call upon him. So this is the common denominator of every single type of nigan, and this is the concept of the malachimsi. Now, of course, when he says, yesh simchi, yesh as he brings elsewhere, very often one nigan has both. That's the power of some nigunim. One nigin has stanzas that are filled with simcha, stanzas that are filled with mirirus, or first mirirus usually, and then simcha, and then a deeper mirirus, and then a deeper simcha. Some of the nigunim, but in nigunim are about a tension. Every nigin, for it to be a powerful nigin, there's a tension. There's a tension that is either resolved or increased. <laughs> either the tension is resolved or increased. But it's a tension of the lave is yearning for something. Does it reach it? Does it experience it? How much does it experience it? To what extent does it experience it? And when it experiences it, that itself comes through the previous tension. And this is the hispailous alev that's expressed through a nigun. <laughs> yeah. The Shirasa Malachim is 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 their Hishtaikikos, it's their yearning, it's their craving. That's why the Malachim are always singing, because they have this kisuf. pchinezu this pchine Now you see really you could stop here. This is very powerful stuff. What a Niggin is. Yeah. But Al Trebba never stops. <laughs> So he says this, this is really Chitsainiist. This is really external. I want to explain to you. It's not so Chitzainius. When he says Khitsainius, hey, yeah. It's very pneumistic. This is the whole avoid of the Malachim. To say all the malachim are just, you know, it's just external stuff. But he's gonna you'll you'll hear what he says and that's why he calls it Khitsainius. Legabi the pnimius is called Khitsainius. You know, just to say that the whole malachim it's all just, you know it's just fluff. He's not saying it's just fluff. It's chitsainius legabi the pnimius. Now, what does this mean? This is all Chitzoni He says, Let, let's give a mash. If somebody is standing inside in the chamber of the king, it's an intimate moment. What are you going to start singing about the king? You're with the king. When you leave his chambers, you go outside, the island wants to know, new. Oh Now you'll start singing his praises, La Hafli, La Now we'll start extolling and telling the story, praising the king, how great he is, how how, how emotional it is, and so forth. The which represents the thirst, the yearning, ultimately intimates that there is a distance. When somebody is standing in the presence of the king, embracing the king in a moment of intimacy. They don't have the mental space to sing about the relationship. You're in the relationship. When there's tension, when there's distance, now you dream about the relationship. You crave, you yearn, you write books, you you compose melodies, you write poetry, because there's a distance, there's a void. And the void is filled through music. Music fills a void. Good music fills voids. Music comes to answer questions. Or to question answers, one of the two. Music that doesn't come either to answer questions or to question answers is usually not worth uh, the music notes. You know what I'm talking about. There's a certain genre of music that's just uh, noise. Huh? background. Background. Music. Black noise. What? What? It's called noise. 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 It's called manipulation of notes. Manipulation of notes is probably a better description. But there's a void here, and because there's a void. So you're trying to overcome a distance. When you're with the king himself, what, 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 what are you singing? So the malachim, huh? We learned in the Sukkot uh about Simchas Beis right? Mayim, Mayim versus Yayim. Mayim versus Yayim. Eish versus Mayim. Yeah. So even though the Malachim are Malachim, they have no other Avid, they have no other Chuken, nonetheless, they're still on the outside. Why are they on the outside? Because the light is restricted. Because the light is restricted, therefore we say they're still in a state of Chitsonius. And because of that, they feel the distance, and that's what creates the music. Now why is this called Chitsonius versus versus penimius? The difference between chitzonius and pnimius, in simple terms, means chitzonius is the outside, chutz, chutz. Pnim is inside, right? Pnim is the inside. There's two types of people. This is the lexicon of Chabad Chzidah, this speaks about two types of people, a pnimi and a chitzon. A chitzon means somebody who lives for the outside. A pnimi means somebody who lives internally. I'll discuss it in a very simple and maybe very external fashion, which he's not addressing it. I'm talking even more Khitsani. There are people that they're basically what they do and they don't do is simply what the environment demands from them. What we call ultimate conformists. Anybody is familiar with this concept? People whose entire life is just a response to the outside. I'm basically reacting. We don't tell that to ourselves every moment because we wouldn't be able to live with ourselves. It would become disgusting. But our psyche becomes so accustomed to this type of life, you don't even know who you are anymore. You're just always responding. And if you grow up in a certain environment with enough pressure and enough brainwashing, enough indoctrination, enough penalties, enough threats or enough uh, incentives, you must become like that. And it's basically that you're not talking to anybody because that somebody is completely defined by others. And those others are also defined by others. And everyone is defined by somebody else. So your whole life is on the outside. There's nothing on the inside. A pnimi is very different. A pnimi, there's a lot of fluctuations because it's internal. It's internal. So sometimes a chitzen in many ways is uh, there's no relationship. You can't have a relationship because there's nobody to have a relationship with. But it's often consistent because there's no... uh, (laughs) Nothing disturbs him, because he's just responding. A this there's Ali, there's Yerid, there's who you are, who you are. I'm not always the same person. I have moments of up, I have moments I'm down. A p'nimi struggles, a p'nimi fights. But a p'nimi means you're living internally, you're living inside. It doesn't mean there's no concept of al-tifrish by a p'nimi. there is. But it means that a p'nimi is somebody who's internal, they live internal, they're in touch with themselves, and they challenge themselves, and they work with themselves. That's generally difference in a Pnemi and a chizm. On a deeper level, what it really means is, you know, they tell the mice about. Uh, they say there was once a mouse, and the mouse was living in a house, and everything was wonderful. the the, the hostess of the the people living in the house loved cheese, and mice loved cheese. So everything was was wonderful. One day, they decided to too many mice to get a cat. Once the cat came in, the life of the mouse became. Uh, a nightmare. So the mouse prayed to God and said, why would you want to make my life miserable? So God said, what do you want? So I want to have security. I want to have confidence. He says, so what do you want? He says, turn me into a mouse. I mean, turn me into a cat. So God says, no problem. Abracadabra, kadoo, And the mouse became a cat and it was sas of One day, the owner decided to get a dog. Got a dog. Now the cat was miserable. The cat says, Hashem, make me a dog. No problem. You're a good kid. I'll make you a dog. It becomes a dog. One day the owner decided that the dog is out of hands. He became a powerful dog trainer and he starts disciplining the dog and zapping the dog and the poor dog is miserable. God, help me. What do you want now? He says, make me the man of the house. If I'll be the man of the house, finally I'll have Menuchas HaNefesh, I'll be in control. He turns him into the man of the house. He feels confident, a macho, and then his wife comes home. (laughs) Wife comes home and she gives him a piece of her mind about himself. He's like, Rabbi Nishalala, what happened? God says, what do you want? He says, make me the woman of the house. The woman of the house, finally I'll be the boy. God says, no problem. He becomes the woman of the house. She or he standing in the kitchen with full tranquility and suddenly she sees a mouse. (laughs) (laughs) I don't have to tell you what happens when Isha Tzitkone sees a mouse in the kitchen or anywhere else. Right? (laughs) And it's not (laughs) lifne Hakala; it's the Kala herself. So good uh, so, so the, the the woman tells God, 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 I can't, I can't even have manucha now. God says, What do you want? She says, Make me a mouse. <laughs> God says, That's what you were. <laughs> that's what you were. So the mouse is trying to be the cat, and the cat is trying to be the dog, and the dog is trying to be the man, and the man wants to be the woman, and then the woman wants to be the mouse again. That's what you were. So the chit, so Sometimes people are scared of somebody who is scared of somebody else who's scared of somebody else who's scared of somebody else who's actually scared of me. And that's the joke of life, right? People's fear of somebody who they think has an opinion and that person is just responding to somebody else. And ultimately in the circle, it all comes back to the same person. So it becomes very comical and interesting and psychologically complicated or tragic. On a deeper level, though, we have here the concept of chitsonius versus pnimius in terms of perspective. Whenever something is relatable to the outside, it's called chitsonius. Whenever something is relatable to the inside, it's called pnimius. So how many levels of Pnimius and Chitsonius are there? Infinite. Infinite. So the Marshal, you'll have a teacher, and he has to give a sheer. The sheer is a very profound idea. There's the way he learns it to himself would be called the Pnimius. There's the way he teaches it. He has to dull, dilute the wine with water, compromise the intensity of the idea because nobody will relate to it. So he's giving over the Chitsonius of the sugya. It's not a bad thing. It's just he's giving over the external of it. The externality, the external layers of it. Why? Because if he would take them into the internal depth of it, the way he understands it for himself, which is the Pneumius, it would be too overwhelming. That's why he says the whole Rina of the Malachim, it's a very deep experience, but it's called Chitzainius. Why? Because it comes from a state of them being in an external relationship, meaning what they get from God is not his intimate self, but an external energy which fills them with a void, and with awareness, and with passion, and that's why they're singing. Say, they're not inside the house, they're outside the house. of yeah. And Reb Nachman says <laughs> that it's not a question, it's an answer, right? Reb Nachman says, Mishor's of shoyalim, shoyalim doesn't mean ask, shoyalim means borrow. They borrow from each other this awareness. Aye, in the question of where, that is the place where he is. In the question of Aye, sometimes in the question, you have him much more than in the answer. Because the question is what creates the song. The question is what creates the void. The question is what creates the existential angst and the pain of distance that allows a person to feel close. In ayyeh mekan because they're in a state of distance, and in a state of distance, the closest you can get is by feeling that you're far. The feeling of distance, that's somehow the, sometimes the closest you can get. And that's a very deep relationship. But it's a relationship based on the fact that there's a the element. There's an external energy that you're experiencing, and therefore you have the mental space and you have the void to be able to sink, to be able to yearn, to be able to pine. This is the hispilus of the niggin, the emotion of the nigan. That's why he calls it Pchenes Chipsetius. for in yin. V'hu in yin Masha Vitzit koscha yeraninu. We now come to the posak in Ashre. What do we say in Ashre? Remember? What's the full Posak? Zaikhi Rav. Zaikherav tufcha yabiyu, vitzit koscha yeraneinu. So really ashre <laughs> Ashre is one of those kapitlach that has bad muzzle. I once saw an article by a non-Jew. So they asked him which poem which poem moves him most. Which poem that was ever written makes him melt. So he says, Psalms chapter 145. So I was reading it and I was thinking, wow. Tell a Jew Psalms 145. And he already experiences boredom beyond boredom. What's Psalm 145? Here we go. In fact, if we want to give an example of saying something and not thinking, what do we say? Ashre. But really, when you think about Ashre, Ashre is a very powerful poem, very powerful mizma. So this man said that chapter 145 in Psalms makes him melt. You say it so many times a day, you stop thinking about it. So he's going to analyze here a few p'sukim from Ashre. First is, V'tzitkascha, literally, your righteousness, they sing. harina rinah sitkasch We see that Yeraneinu is connected to tzitkascha. To, to, to. Why? Ki tzedek, hi malchus kadish The point is going to be here, Yeraneinu can only be when we speak about tzitkascha. Because we speak about tzitkascha, therefore there's Rina. Based on what we learned, what Rina is, therefore Rina is only when we appreciate tzitkascha. See, he says as follows: This is a quote from Zoyar Pasach Those who say Pasach Chelio erev Shabbos before Mincha, as the minig of many, it's for the introduction of Tikkun Isaiah. There is a lesson that Tzedek malchusah is the holy malchus of Hashem. In other words, the midas hamalchus of Hashem is called Tzedek because dinah the malchusah dinah din is Tzedek Tzedek Tzedek. Tirdeif but Tzedek Tishpoet Amisecha. Justice is the idea of din. A Malach has to build his empire and his melucha on din, on tzedek, on justice, that's the key issue, but tzedek 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 tirdev, asam mishpat tzedek, and therefore tzedek is associated with malchus. And therefore, the energy that comes from iddash ha-malchus is always restricted, it's with a clear din, which is always about a sheer, a fixed amount, a din is always about a defined judgment and verdict. And he says as a ma'am, HaMuzger, Moiznei Tzedek, Peter, Sheyesh maznayim ma'znaim, Shashoyt, L'mchines ol shamayim shama'am, Shinim shal chalchat v'chad ofim shiru d'lein. Pasach Eliyoh, he says that Sadik, Malchus HaKadishah, Moiznei Tzedek, which means Tzedek has a scale, in which all the energy is weighed, how much every person gets of the oil malchus shamayim, the awareness of Hashem. Uksib, another Pasach tells us in Tehillim, Tzedek, Molo yiminecha tzedek fills your right hand what's the connection between tzedek and chesed Ki malchus ha, malchus and ksiv. the possek says in Asher your malchus is the malchus of all the worlds what does this mean? literally it means God is a king of all the worlds you have a king malchus Malchuscha is malchus what is, what's your empire? all the world is your malchus, that's what it literally means but the Alter Rebbe is going to tight share a little deeper that all the worlds receive their consciousness and energy from Malchuscha. All the worlds come from Malchus, meaning, The truth is, there's no Erech, there's no comparison between the Boiri, the Creator, and the Nivri, the created. that the created beings could receive their chias from Hashem. For me, for you to give something to me we have to have a common denominator as we say in Yiddish you have to
1: have
0: a common language you have a teacher you have students they don't share the same language they can't communicate to each other nothing I have I can give you nothing you have you can give me because there's it's like different wavelength you know sometimes you'll have a mentor a teacher they speak to students but they don't they don't understand him either. not that anybody is bad or good there's just no communication The side of communication means we first have to establish that we share a platform, that we share something common. Your emotions are my emotions, your fears are my fears, your insecurities are my insecurities. That's why humor is a very integral part of communication. Why? Because when you're speaking to a crowd and the crowd mistrusts you, and of course Jewish crowds mistrust anybody who speaks to them, That's the essential to the Jewish psyche. Who is he? Who does he think he is? (laughs) Consciously or unconsciously. The first thing you have to gain is trust. It's not about information. A lot of people don't realize this. They think they're going to say brilliant information. Nothing to do with information. If I don't trust you, I'm not going to listen to anything. The only way I could trust you is if you're vulnerable. If you're human. I have to feel that you connect to me. Humor, basically, what it allows often to do is we both laugh at the same things. We both deal with the same issues. Vulnerability, any form of vulnerability, humor is an easy form of vulnerability. It's not that vulnerable. But it's a certain form of, it humanizes the person. I don't take myself so seriously. Oh, you don't take yourself so seriously? That's good, because I'm not a serious person. So we could somehow connect. So there has to be a relationship. There's no giving to somebody. No... So here he's making a fascinating conversation. God has nothing to give us. <laughs> he has nothing to give us. There's no Erech between the Nivra and the Bore. It's not to say this is infinity, this is finite. melucha. <inaudible> he has to become a melech. It's through melucha that he can actually connect. <inaudible> imagine you give a shear to a rack and you expect the rack to absorb the shear. you can't do it, right? In, in yeshiva, some of you have heard there's a klutz, it's a klutz you know what a klutz is? piece of wood nobody ever told that? Uh, okay, you're lucky no, no one ever told me it was a piece of wood <laughs> oh, okay, so now you know you know, a klutz, If not I'm not explaining myself well but a klutz, no look at the klutz yeah, he's not to really, explain it again give another marshal, give another, a klutz is a klutz a klutz he said once, the uh, Beis Halevi once said, Afayid, he says, he has tremendous sayyata deshmaya. So what's that? What's when He sits and learns 18 hours a day and he knows nothing. He says, for that you need Sayata deshmaya. <laughs> to learn 18 hours a day, nothing should go and you need special help from heaven. Okay. So, disturb me, as a are you going to speak to a klotz? No, give a marshal, give an explanation. It doesn't work. Sometimes you're speaking to somebody and yeah, they're busy texting. It's not what you say, it's not how you say There's no relationship. I'm not in your world, you're not in my world. It's not Shaykh. Sometimes a Chachem is speaking to a person, it's not in the same Erech. He says, for us to experience divine life, it's it's not Shaykh. Divinity is is infinity. The Nivra is a whole different reality, so therefore there's no Erech. Unless Hashem identifies Himself as a king, as a leader, a Melech is a leader. Once he identifies in him the quality of leadership, the quality of leadership creates space for otherness. A leadership, by de- a leader by definition means a real leader. You're in tune with your constituents. You're there for your constituents. So Hashem as a melech redefines divine energy into finite energy. It creates the commonality between the divine and the creation. So now the is the sheer that he's giving, is relatable to me. It's relatable to me, it's relatable to my consciousness. Malchus ha malchus kallailam. Kalamim can only be here because of midas <speaking> malchus. <in Hebrew> because of malchus. muh, alayman Because he's a melech, therefore they get their existence, and their existence is one that is defined, is limited, is restricted. It's my heartbeat, it's my consciousness. If I was feeling the full intensity of the divine, there was no. There would be no I. There would be no ilamim. There would be only the borei. Ein soif excludes everything else. You, you, Your toifus. So it's midas hamalchus that creates. Vezel malchus chamalchus kolaylamim, and the next line umem shalto chabachol der vader. Ilamim imchinas makan der der is pchinas man hakol nimshak pchinas malchus. Malchuscha malchus of all space. Ilamim is space. <coughs> Memshaltecha is your melucha. Your ruling b'chol doy is man. The whole world is defined by space and time relationship. Time and space. Doy is time, generational, and olamim uh, is olam space. Mokem. All of mokem and zman. What's mokem and zman? Definition comes from malchus. Shaday <speaking> man va mokem im nevroim mechadoshem ayin li ashekayd im bryasom lohayu o now you got to wrap your brain around this one. Time and space are created from nothing to something. Before Bria there was no time and there was no space. In other words, before creation, there was no before. We speak about before creation, but really before creation, there was no before. The concept of before is also created. Which is how the Balatani explains what you heard from the Maghid. Why Hashem decided to create the world 5,777 years ago? If it was such a brilliant idea to create the world, why didn't He do it 15.3 billion years ago? Or maybe 29.3 billion years ago? Or maybe six trillion years ago? Right? And the answer is, before Bria's Island, there was no Zman. <laughs> the concept of Zman, of time, so you could say before, why didn't He create the world before? That's creation itself. Time and space is a creation. So when Einstein came and was mechadish in our century, last century, and he got the, the Nobel Prize for the Theory of Relativity, that time is really part of space, time is a dimension, is a dimension of reality. So here he's telling you, Mokim and Zman go together. Mokim and Zman, you think, what, what do you mean time had to be created? Time is not created, time is, 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 is a fact. Time is time, time passes. God created in time, he created reality. What about space? How do you create space? How do you create time? So he says, that's what you have to understand. All elam <coughs> all, all space and all day, the concept of time is mechodesh <coughs> mayayin liyash. It's a, completely a new bria. So in other words, the bria asylum is not a creation of physical material, <coughs> atoms, of molecule, molecules, of the physical matter that comprises the universe. No. The very definition of time and space, which are the boundaries of the world, the parameters of the world, within which matter exists, All that is created. There would be no way you can have created beings who are finite and they live within time and space and we don't know how to go out of that structure. I can't go out of space and I can't go out of time. Aristotle once asked his students who is the greatest teacher in the world but he murders all of his students. There's no teacher like him but every one of his students that he comes in contact with he kills. His answer was time. time. <laughs> there's no teacher like time, and there's no killer like time. So we can't get out of that. We're in the late mode of Gvul. Ella de b'chines malchusi is Shabosh ayek b'chines man. Melech, Hashem melech, Hashem melech, Hashem yimloch. We always say in the Psukim, right? Hashem melech now, Hashem melech yimloch. In Melucha, suddenly we speak in, about time in terms of him. When he becomes a melech, in other words, when he identifies himself as a melech, a melech means you're a leader. You can't be a leader if you don't have anybody to lead. There's no relationship. It's a concept of marriage. Malchus, it says in Kabbalah, is the feminine. Why? You can't be married to yourself. Although many people think they could, but in reality, even the Supreme Court, at least for present, for the present, is moida that you can't be married to yourself. The law may change at some point. After all, most of us have split personalities, so why can't you be married to yourself and get a group discount? And there would be more shalom bias, because the arguments would be between your psyche and your psyche, so there wouldn't be hollering, there wouldn't be screaming, and so forth. But nonetheless, even modern world recognizes for marriage you need otherness. Otherness, and that means taking somebody else seriously. Which is the challenge of marriage. Not to take other people seriously, you can't get married. I mean, you could get married, but you know what it looks like. You become a married man when you start taking somebody else seriously. Or to quote one philosopher who said, we don't love other people, we love our version of them. When I love my version of you, I don't take you seriously. I take myself seriously, and I put you into me. That's not malchus. And you have two types of leaders. One leader, he's not talking about one leader, the only reason he's a leader is to feed his ego. So that's not Malchus. I need you to be me. So actually I'm not a Melech, I'm an Evet. A Melech means I don't need you to feed me, I'm fine. Therefore I can actually be here for you. Understand this. Malchus here doesn't mean what we call a king, Louis XIV, or Tsar Paul or Alexander. We're talking of the concept of Malchus means a leader. For me to be a leader, I have to be able to think about you. That means I don't need you to feed my ego, because if I need you, I'm not a king, I'm a slave. It looks like I'm a king, but really I'm a slave. Are you a king or a slave? I once had a couple that came to me, so there was an issue over there. So uh, the woman says, he never consults me, never talks. He's like a dictator in the house. She says, Rabbi Jacobson, why don't you tell my wife? This is a Rambam. People start quoting Rambams in therapy sessions, you know, it's sort Rambam's Gemorrhis, because then it's not them anymore. It's already God doing the job, and God tells them what to do. And once God, once God tells you how to treat your wife, then there's nothing it's to over. do. It's over. Divine right. It's a divine right. Yeah. He's, like the, so I say, what Rambam? I mean, I knew which Rambam he meant, but I played dumb. Rambam in Hilchus is Surah that uh, a woman has to treat her husband like a melech. He, in her eyes, he has to be a melech. So just explain this to my wife, that Al-Pitayrah, I'm the king. I said, first of all, you should read the whole Rambam over there. The Rambam also says you have to love your wife as much as you love yourself, and you have to respect your wife more than you respect yourself. So how does that work with a melech? Then I said, let me explain to you what a melech is. A melech means that you're so confident that you don't need another person to feed your void, because you're a wholesome person, and therefore you could be completely dedicated to that person. That's what a king is. A king is so confident, is so wholesome internally that they could suspend themselves and tune into the other person's needs. Tune into your world. If a king means I control you because I hate myself, so I need you to be subservient to me so I could feel good about myself, I'm not a king, I'm a slave. I'm being a king because I'm a slave. I'm completely a king means... I said you have to understand what the Rambam is saying. Something very, very deep, and he also says that the woman has to treat him that way because, in a very interesting way, women have the power to help men feel like this about themselves. Which feminism, uh, which feminism did not do so well in that sense. It didn't, it, a lot of women forgot about their power because they're trying to be men, so they forgot about the power of women. Okay, but that's a separate sughi. So the point here of malchus is very profound. Malchus is where God becomes finite. Why? Because if I'm to be in a relationship with you, I have to create space for you. If not, it's not a relationship with you. It's a relationship with me. I'm not a melech. Ein melech beloya. So malchuscha is what creates oilamim, what creates becholder vader. That's bidis malchus. And therefore, he's going to come back, as we'll see. This is what explains what Tzitkosch is, what Yeraneinu is, which is the Void of the Malachim, which is still Chitsonius, as we will continue. The line says, Mashe'enken b'ayrein baruchu ein loy how does one grapple, how does one wrap their mind around the concept of infinity, of ain't seif? The definition of our world is seif, it's finiteness. Everything exists within the realm of finiteness. There's nothing that's not finite. Our faculties are finite, our perceptions are finite. And just as every piece of matter is basically consists of three dimensions, we speak about length, we speak of breath and we think, we speak of height. There's a fourth dimension, and that's the dimension he's saying here, the dimension of Zman, of time. So there's no three dimensions, there's four dimensions. Just like everything occupies space, which is called makkar, everything exists in time. How does one appreciate the concept that there's something outside of time? Something outside of space. What does not occupy space? So we can have some musag of something not occupying space in terms of a svara. <coughs> For example, take a svara sikhlis, an intellectual logical idea. There's a svara in gemara, ha mutsi mechavera allavaraya. Of it's a svara. It's a svara. Hamitsi mechaveri, the onus, the burden to bring proof. If you want to take away something from me, you have to bring proof, not me. It's a svara. Where does that svara exist? In your brain? And before your brain was formed, it didn't exist. Where where is the Makayim of this svara? So obviously, it doesn't have a Makayim Gashmi. It's not like the svara exists here in this this space, Madrash, and somewhere else not. It exists in the world of logic, in the world of idea. This is called Makayim Ruchni, not makam Gashmi. It exists in a Makayim Ruchni, not in a makam Gashmi. You can't give it a geographical space. In terms of physical matter, everything occupies physical space, geographical space. But now we have to understand the concept that transcends space, it transcends time, and not just physical space and time, but even spiritual space, even conceptual space. Seichel, Svar, doesn't have a physical space, but it has a conceptual space. It exists in the world of Seichel. Where is that world? It doesn't have a weir. It exists in my brain, it exists in your brain, it exists before our brains were formed, and after our brains. It's not limited to a certain space. But there's still a concept of Makim Ruchin. So here he says, just like that genius can't communicate with his student, why can't he communicate with his student? Because there's absolutely no common denominator, there's no sharing, there's no platform that they both share, and therefore there can't be communication. All communication is based on the fact that there's common ground, there's commonalities. I speak to your world, I speak to your mind, I speak to your heart, but I have to speak to you, not at you. If I speak at you, I'm not communicating with you. I'm communicating with myself. So therefore, I have to find me in you, and I have to find you in me. If I don't find me in you, I can't talk to you. And if I can't find you in me, I also can't talk to you, and you can't talk to me. So God can't talk to creation. What does it mean, talk? Here doesn't mean talk. Here It means create. (laughs) Here means create. What does it mean he can't? He could do what he wants. He could do what he wants. What it means is you want creation to be finite, and it should be divine, because it's coming from the divine, you have your paradox. So the divine has to find creation in himself. In other words, he has to find the gvul in himself, and that's what maluch is. So whenever we say all of existence comes from midas amalchus, midas amalchus means that the Ribayna shawlakhul identified within himself the quality of wanting to be in a relationship, which is malchus, which is what a real leader is. A leader is a very deep form of relationship because, as I said, the leader is not seeking himself. If you're seeking yourself, you're not a leader, you're a slave. The leader is really there for the people. That's the definition of a leader. The Gemara says, in Mesech Teherius, Rem Gamliel summoned two of, the, two of the great Chachamim to become parnasim, to become Nisim, and they refused. And Ram Gamliel says, Kimaduma Atam ani avdus ani lachem. You think I'm turning you into leaders? <laughs> I'm turning you into slaves, into servants. What do you think leadership is? You think leadership is people serve you? you nobody serves you. You serve the people. So such me Don't don't. It's not such a chivas. Or as Yeshua told Moshe Rabbeinu, adoni Moshe So Rashi brings one of the berushim is is. You have enemies, you know what you do. Turn them into community leaders. That's it you need. Make sure they get elected as chairman of the board for the next uh, the next meeting. And that's all you need. The job will do it. Okay. So that's more in a humorous fashion. But the nekud is, a malchus is if I become a melech because I need your validation, because I need the attention, because I like the publicity, then I'm actually a slave to my throne. I'm a slave to the people. So, therefore, the real malchus is that I could suspend myself and be there completely for the people. In other words, tune in to you. So, midas hamalucha is what creates zman and maqim in elukus. And from that comes a world which is a divine, with divine energy that is defined by space and time. That is defined by Hashem malach, Hashem melech, Hashem malach, Hashem yimlech, vad, as we say in Shachris, from the Pesukim and Tehillim, and Yehichvoid, and before Baruch Shomar, that there is the other, and there is the other, and there is the asset. So he continues. Ma so b'orein seif baruchu atzmer, she kishmo'i kenu, ain't lo'i seif. Oirein seif itself, like the name represents, kishmo'i kenu, ain't lo'i seif, it has no seif. No Since it has no seif, So therefore, you need Malchuscha Malchuskol Oilomim Olam Shaltochabachal Dervader. It's the Malucha, Midas Hamalchus, that allows for space, and Midas Hamalchus that allows for Zman. Bechol oylamim and Bechol Dervader. It's Midas Hamalchus that allows for both. This is all to explain Zecher Ravtufcha Yabiu, Vitzit Koscha Yira Neinu. So remember the Mahalachir. He got into the issue of Rani v'simchi basia. The Zoyar says, (inaudible) Ivduas Hashem v'simcha boi of v'rnana Simcha is morning. R'nana is night. What's the difference between R'nana and Simcha? What is morning, what is night? So he explains that the Avoid of the Malachim and all the creatures, like it says in Perikshir, is to sing. They're singing all the time. All song, he says, comes from an explosion of emotions, from a yearning, from a craving, from aspiration. Of course, there's songs that represent bitterness or frustration. There's songs that represent simcha. But there's the person experiencing something higher that they're, they're, they're clinging to, they're craving. That's what shira, shira is. And the malachim, their whole life, have this chukah, this craving that never gets interrupted. Because there's nothing else to interrupt this ava, there's no is to interrupt it. And they also don't have another Avaidah like Torah and Mitzvahs. And therefore their whole Avaidah is renona to sing, which is the Heshtoikakos, the craving to be included in the Eint Saif. And he says that nonetheless, he paskins up, this Rinona is When you're in the house, in the chamber of the king with the king himself, why are you talking about him? Only when you go outside, when there's a distance, that's when you start experiencing the song. So he starts to explain, this is V'thitkoscha Yiraneinu, because tzedek is basically... The Zohar says, Malchus Kadisha, which is like a scale, Moiznei tzedek. Tzedek Molo Yiminecha. So he starts explaining what Malchus is. So now he goes right. Lefi shahachayis. Nimshech b'bchines malchusi yisborech. He b'chines tzedek. Lakach Molo Yiminecha. B'chines yamin v'chese. That's why the Pesach says in Tehillim. Tzedek Molo Yiminecha, which literally means your right arm is filled with justice, your right hand is filled with justice, but he says, really what we're saying is something deeper, and that is, since the chiyus comes from Malchus, so we understand, why tzedek molo Because tzedek is the p'china of Malchus, dina, the Malchus dina. It's based on structure, it's based on justice, it's based on verdict, veshaftu a mishpat tzedek. Tzedek i'hudin. And that's the scale, midas malchus to make sure that everyone gets the chiyus that they need according to a midah. With a just shear amid the kolchad vechad lof yum like a scale. And therefore, he says, Tzedek mala yiminecha. Why? Because since the chayyas comes from Malchus, which is Tzedek, so it fills your right arm, meaning it represents yimin and chesed, kamaimimim achal chayim bechesed. Since the chios of all the olamis is from Malchus, so that means Malchus is connected to yimin because the source of chayim achal kelchayim bechesed, is giving. So the tzedek fills your right hand, because your right hand, which gives life, has to be through malchus. If not, you give something that doesn't relate to people. So just like when a person communicates, you have to. Which is a form of chesed. There has to be the tzedek, there has to be the malchus, there has to be tuning into their world. This is the concept of midas maluchat tzedek, malo which is giving, has to be filled with midas hamalchus, which allows him to become from ein to redefine the energy as an energy that is relatable to existence. Now the says, We say this every morning. It's from the kilafi, is There's a hemshach. You give life to all, and therefore it's tzvash shemayim all the Tsvar Shamaim, which represents all the heavenly troops, the heavenly legions, which are the angels, since they recognize that Vaatamha's kulam through middasamalchus, therefore Mishtachavim. Therefore they prostrate, prostrate themselves. This bitl, this dedication of Tsvar Shamaim is that the Malachim are craving to connect Lachha to bow down to you. So he says, because this bitl is The Oirein Soif that comes into them, of course, comes into Malchus. It's Nimshech and Meslabesh but Malchus. And the recognition of Midas HaMalchus brings them to a tshukah, to reach Hashem himself, when we talk about there's an expression in Sifri, a love a love. You call out to him, not to his Midas. You don't you don't dive into his Midas, you dive into him. In other words, even though their experience is through Malchus, what they're looking is for him. They're looking for him in the Malchus. So Bamele, what do we have here? We have the V'tzitkoscha Yeraneinu, the Hishtoikikos to Hashem that comes from recognizing Tzitkoscha. What's Tzitkoscha? Tzitkoscha is the Chiyuz that comes through Malchus. This creates the Yeraneinu, this creates the Song, this creates the Renama. V'zeu Zeche Rav Tuv Chiyabiyu Yeraneinu. That's the Hemshach of the Pasuk. Zeche Rav Tuv When you read these P'sukim it's like, it's nice prose, but it's hard to understand the words. Zeicher means the memory, Rav Tufcha, of your tremendous goodness, Yabiyu, they express. V'tzitkashcha, your justice, Yiraneinu, they sing about. So he says, understand this Pasuk in a deeper way. The Pasuk is telling a whole story. Pirush Tufcha, U'ashpa, V'chiyu, Sh'nimshach, Me'olam, V'adaylam. When you speak about Tufcha, your goodness, what's the connection between Zeicher, Rav Tufcha, Yabiyu, Tzitkashcha, Yiraneinu? Tufcha represents the Hashpahs, HaChayis from Hashem to all the worlds. Mechal Kelchayim Becheset. That's what's called Tufcha. shakas of Imru Tzadik Kitoyf. The Pasek says, Imru Tzadik. Imru Tzadik Kitoyf. Pasek in Yishaya. Tell the Tzadik that he's good. So he says, Shatoiv ubechines Tzadik shuamakashen mashpiyem haOlam vaOlam vaOlam. Doesn't get into the details. I'll just say in Sifri Kabbalah, it's explained that Sadek is basically Midas Hayesoid. Sadik Yesoid Olam. The concept of Yesoid is the connection from the Mashpia to the Mekabel. It's about an intimate connection between the giver and the taker. So Sadek, which is Midas Hayesoid, is Mekasher Mashpia Me Vad It was what, what what connects the flow of energy from the highest to the lowest, from the higher world to the lower world. So that is generally the connection between Toiv and the Mekasher from Oyla Mad Oyla. Kama Kikol Bashamayim Uva <laughs> Arutz. The pasuk <Posig> says <clears throat> Kikol Basham Lachasham Agdula Vagvur Vateferes Vaneitzeh Vahoyt Kikol <laughs> Bashamayim Uva Arutz. So the Targum says the Targumai the Achid. The Targum says on it the Achid Veshmayo Baara. He's one with earth and heaven. So you have here the Midah of Yisoid, which is Koil. It connects Shemayim and Eretz. So it's the connection between the Mashpi and the Mekabal. So Tufcha represents your goodness, which is the flow of energy into the world. And Toiv is the concept of Tzadik, which connects all of the worlds. Virav Tufcha is not just Toiv. Ketz. Myriads of levels that are infinite. Rav Tufcha is <coughs> the infinite evolution. From one world to another world to another world to another world until the Oren Saif goes through all of these transitions where it gets restricted, because Oren Saif itself is infinite. And then it gets restricted until it can enclose itself in what we call Midas HaMalchus, and give toiv to all of the worlds. And this is Rav Tufcha. V'hinei pider zeicher Rav Tufcha, enushrak b'chinesh zeicher v'arim b'chinesh Rav Tufcha yabi. And that's why it says Zeicher Rav Tufcha. All we can relate to is a zeicher, a memory, a zikaron of Rav Tufcha. Rav Tufcha means the oyer in itself, which is ain soif. A person cannot comprehend it. All he can have is a zeicher. For example, when a person has a Zecher, he remembers something. So it's not like a Zecher of Tufchei Abiyu is just a Zikarim. You, you, you mention somebody's name. So a person remembers them through their name. So how much of them do they remember? They remember something. Something of the name of the person. So Zecher of Abiyu means that a Zecher of Rav they express... That's why what is Yiraneinu, they crave to be absorbed in the Yiranein Saf, and they say, where is he? So here we have the Pasuk. Rav Tufcha is the infinite flow of energy that comes into the world. What do we express? Only a zecher of it because it has to go through the process of restriction in order to be able to create a finite world. But what's the result? So when they experience Sitkoscha, which is Midas Hamalchos, this creates a song. And that's why they say, Aye Mekayim Kavoide. They want to get absorbed in the Ain they're yearning because there is a void. They have no Asagha in our, the Ein Seif himself, only the way he's defined through Midas Hamalchus, which is the source of the Chios of all creation. And the Vitzit creates the feeling of Yiranenu, of Renonah, which is trying to overcome the gulf and trying to touch and be absorbed in the infinite. So they're very, very aware of the divine reality. And they sense, they sense, that what they're getting is the p'china of itzit kasscha, and therefore it creates the kisufim, the chukah, which is what Rina represents. That's the meaning of the pasuk Zecher, of tuvchiyapiu itzit iranenu, because malchuscha is malchus kalaylamim memshaltocha bechol derverder. Everything we know about existence, including spirituality, has to be based only on midas hamalchus, which is like the the sieve. It's that that that. That converter, the adapter. Malchus is the adapter that adapts Ein Seif into something that's relatable to Seif, relatable to Zman and Mokem. There could be Elamim, there could be Darva u dur there could be time and space. Malchus is like the adapter, the converter, in which it adapts itself, the Ein Saif adapts itself to... Huh? Adapts. adapts itself to structure, even the highest spiritual structures. There's the two-handed two really, the same idea, because Zecher of Zehar Zecher, it's only the Zev, malchusha by definition is also also is right. It. So it's just really the same. It's just a different phrasing of the same thing. Right, and therefore it creates shiraneinu. And he says, visel this is the pshat Now we go back. This is why the Zoihar said that even fun of is at night. Simcha is by day. Meaning, Ramsi himidus laila. Rina is connected to night, to night, which represents darkness. Why? Because it's the darkness that creates the music. There's no music like the music that's created by darkness. That is the deepest form of Rina. Because the darkness allows a person to experience the void, the distance, and from that depth, from that depth, Yoyna, when he's in the stomach of the fish, and he says, Mimamaken, from the depth of Sheol Tachdus, one reaches out, there's no song like that song, because that song captures the full tension of human existence, the drama of human existence. It fuels the profoundest emotion, because you're trying to overcome and deal with that void, deal with that darkness. So he says, that's what the Zoyah means, Renona, real Rina, Zimra, is created from night. What's the connection to everything we spoke about? Not that a person is in a void. Now, of course, voids exist on many levels. But the first void exists in P'chines Malchusa HaYizbarach. When a person is experiencing Hashem's Malchus. Malchus HaMalchus Kol Eilamim Milosh and Helem. Here's a new title, Eilamim. We taich Eilamim. You're Malchus. So you have Malchus HaMalchus has three interpretations. Spiritual partiality Malchuscha malchus chalchus kolaylam means your malchus extends to all the worlds. A malchus is mehoy duvat kush. Trump's malchus is United States of America. Okay, malchus Where is it? Kolaylam. This world, all the worlds. That's partial. Spirit Shapash. Balatanya teiches malchus and of course not a spirit, just the omer. Malchus chamaalchus kol means all elamim. The concept of oilam, the concept of space, or the concept of time, is only malchus, only because of malchus, midas malchus. and where the finite emerges, because the infinite needs to create space for otherness, ein melech beloya. But he says because of that, malchus chamaalchus kol from the word helam. So Gemara in dafnun, I think elam is miloshin helam. The word oilam comes from the word helam, concealment. Zeshmi La l'oilam, so the Gemara zeh shmi l'helam. Kishem shani niktov, ene kishem shani nikra. Rashi brings it. oilam milashen helam, concealment. Because of malchusha, by definition, the highest spiritual experience in our world is dark. Why is it dark? Because it doesn't touch infinity because it's for Malchus. So Malchus, Malchus, so that's why the level of the Ur that's revealed to the malachim, which is Midas HaMalchus, it's Midas laila. Why is it Midas laila? Because the Atzmius of the Ur in cannot be expressed, it cannot be cannot be manifested. Midas HaMalchus creates the concealment, it doesn't allow the full energy to be communicated. So that's why Renona, which comes from Malchus, always comes from a state of Darkness. Now, of course, that's very high level of concealment, but from there already it trickles down, more concealment, and then the till there's complete concealment. <speaking in Hebrew> this is really merumas in gemara. Shatzarich <speaking in Hebrew> <speaking in Hebrew> a fascinating tushtel here between the Kabbalah and the nigla. The gemara Brachis, Alef, The gemara says, why do we say <speaking> in, <Hebrew> in shachris? Who's talking about darkness? By night we speak Ashai Bitvoroi Mariv Arovim. Hammariv Aravim. He creates Eref. In the morning we say, Yoi Sir Uvoyre So the Gomorrah says, Sorich Lahaskir Midas Laila Biy. You have to mention the middle of Laila, the concept of Laila, even by day. He says, Dahainu comeshumavur bezoya la achlalachuly. Since he relied that everybody knew Zoyar Balpaz, he doesn't even finish the sentence. The Zoyar says that in life you have to have the left side always has to be submerged and included in the right side. In other words, the two midas midas yoim and midas layla chesed which is oyr yoim and gvura which is laila, ought to be integrated. There has to be a synthesis. What's pshat? Pshat in Gemara is, Shai Dei Shem Asi Gema Choshech Vahelam Shal Erein Tsav Baruch Hu Yoshas Choshech Sisrei Lakachem Heshtoikeki Vanechsof Melav Yisbarach Through the Choshech you can have the Yoyim. When a person recognizes that the Erein Tsav is concealed. In other words, Yasha's Choshech Sisrei, which is a posseck to Tehillim. He places darkness as his concealment. Hashem is in a state of Choshech. This creates the Heshtoikekus. This creates the Renanah. This creates the song. So therefore, you have to mention Midas, laila Bayoim, because it's the Midas laila that allows the person to create the yoyim. Yesha Yahanovi nafshi ivisicha ba Hanavi tells us in Perek Chavav, my soul craves you at night. Vaseps at night? Vaseps at night? Pirush. Shaoymer la Baruch Hu, nafshi a person tells Hashem, you're my soul. You're my soul. That's why I crave you. Because it's all concealed in a state of night. That's why there's such a unique, intense craving. There should be a vishicha. As it's known, there's no ava without a void. There's no chukka. There's no craving to have a real taivat or something unless you're missing it. Unless there's a void, there's an emptiness in your nefesh. So when somebody has it, he has it, there's no experience of it. There's no craving to it. The regish of chukah comes from distance. When I feel the emptiness, I desire. So when the person in the marshal that he said before, when the person is always in the presence of the one he loves, and there's always intimacy there. There's no chukka, there's no kisafai, there's no ahava, because it's there. It's there. It's the expression tainuk t'midi ainai tainuk. Only when there's a distance, as David Amalek says, samal alecha nafshi, kam alecha basari. Why? Because I'm be'eretz tziyah vaoyev b'limaya. Kain ba'kodesh chazisich as Moshamtiv says, kain is means halavai. Halavai. When I will be bakodesh chazisicha, I will be able to look at you the way I looked at you when I was in a barren um, earth in a barren land eretz tziya v'oyev tziya means um, parched, parched earth where there was there was no water. So that's why Yishaya says nafshi ivisikha Now there's a very interesting deal here that's easy to miss. Al pidiktok nafshi he says it as a but it's very profound. Nafshi ivisicha doesn't make sense in grammar, in Hebrew grammar. Either you say ivisicha balayla, or nafshi yivsach balayla. Because nafshi means me, my soul. Yivisicha means I want you. Yivisicha, I want you. Balaila at night. So in English it would be, my soul, I want you at night. Either you say, my soul wants you at night, or I want you at night. Either say nafshi if balayla, or yivisicha balayla. So the Rebbe Taitz says, "Look at what he Taitz says. Peter la Baruch It's two separate things. Nafshi is not him. Nafshi is God. Since you're my soul, therefore, Evisichah Balayla. Nafshiata. It's not Nafshi He's talking to Hashem. Since you're Nafshi, what is what is, what is the aside here? The aside what does it mean to have a relationship with God? Since we spoke many times here that Avos uh, Hashem is really Ava to your ultimate self. Ava Hashem is really the Ava to who you really are. It's not that Avas Hashem is. there's some creature in heaven that you said, now you got to love him. What Love what? Who? What? When? Yeah. Every person has Ava Hashem. You have Ava Hashem. You don't need Avas Hashem. You need self-love. If you have self-love, you have Avas Hashem. <laughs> if you hate yourself, you can't have Avas Hashem. Avas Hashem means really the love of your true self. Nafshi! You're my soul. Because what is a human being? A human being is divine energy. A human being is divine infinite energy. But it's Balila, it's night, it's all concealed, it's all dark. A person doesn't feel their true consciousness. A person doesn't feel what their true soul is. It's a state of Lila. And that creates evi sikha. So Yeshaya is saying that Lila is actually what is the impetus, the springboard for the taiva, for the chuka, for the craving, for the yearning. It's the void. So therefore, the Gemara says, you have to be masked Midas layla b'yoyim, because the yoyim comes through the Vitzit V'zitkoscha is what creates yiraneinu. Zeicher avtufcha yabiyu, because Malchuscha, malchuz kaleilamim, that creates the the, the the yiraneinu. However, when the person already has it, they don't feel the intensity of the yearning. And therefore, the real concept of song, which is about a yearning, It's about an aspiration. It's about overcoming a certain tension. Either in a state of mirirus or a state of simcha. Mirirus means you mamash don't have it and you're bitter about it. Simcha means you feel that you can have it and that's why you're so happy. But it's coming from overcoming the void. That's two types of negunim. That is all the concept of rina. rina. This is the pshat when we say of So every word is mamish meticulous. What does it mean? Come before him, Berenona. Why do you have to come? Because you have to show up. You have to come from a lower space to a higher space. To extricate oneself from the sheath of the guf. And the cloaks of the animals. So with tfka boy is but to connect ayede renono begin this ramson me through the which represents night he beginsa mustrumalubish boy in soapor go begins helm basta now we understand why it says boyulofonof you have to show up you have to come be renono in other words you're not there you have to lift yourself up and enter with renono why because the person is actually in a distant place the person actually is in a state of lila. The person is in a state of alienation. There's no relationship. But there's a yearning for a relationship. There's lila. Lila means there's concealment. I don't feel. I don't know. I'm confused. Of course, lila itself can have myriads of levels, how deep the darkness is. But even the highest malach, who experiences everything, it's only malchus. And therefore, they're looking for the rinana for the song. So when a person feels this ishtoykekos, so, boyu lefonav he shows up here in Rinnana. Vezau inyan Baruch Shem Koyed Malchus Eloiel L'avod That's why the Chazal put in Baruch Shem Koyed Malchus Eloiel before v'yahafta. Entirely you don't have it. In you go from Shema Yisrael straight to v'ahfta Hashem alakach. But we know, as the Gemara says in that they instituted to put in Baruch Shem Koyed Malchus Eloiel before v'yahafta. Why? Because based on this, that midas laila has to be there in order to fuel the yoyim. When a person understands that the chius of all the worlds only comes from Malchus, where godliness is completely concealed, the ovein seif is completely not recognizable, which is why our consciousness is finite, even though it's all divine energy, because it's divine energy that's filtered through Malchus. And therefore, the ain seif element is concealed. Now in this world, even the seif element is concealed. Even the limited energy is concealed. But even in the highest worlds of the Malachim, the Ein element is concealed. So we understand that before, and you say, Baruch Sheh, The heart has to comprehend, Eich Sheh Baruch, V'Nimshach, Sheh, V'Nimshach, Sheh, Ha'orim, E'Oyren Baruch Uli, Is K'Void Malchusay, V'Ha'orah, Heh, L'Oylam Vod, L'Mata Aden K'Es, the introduction to Vahafta is Baruch Shem. What is Baruch Shem? Baruch, as he will say soon, means grafting. In Mishnayos, Mavrich, a Mavrich is a Brech is a pool. It means bringing something forth. So Baruch, what comes down is shame. What is a shame? A shame is a Ha'orah Ba'alm. If I hear somebody's name... I can't know their essence from a name. A name doesn't tell me an essence. It tells me who the person is. I know their name, but it's only a name. Even on a deeper level, you say somebody has a name, a name of something, a reputation, it doesn't capture their essence. In fact, more often than not, people's names and who they are has nothing to do with each other. Right? The Medrash says every person has three dimensions. there's who you are, this is who you think you are, and there's is who other people think you are. It's very seldom that the three ever match. Who you are, who you think... And then there's a fourth thing, who your wife thinks you are. Now that often matches who you are. But uh, that becomes complicated a little bit. So who you are, who you think you are, your name, there's your name for yourself. Your name, like when you think about yourself, what do you think of? And then there's what other people think of you, what they think of. But it's nothing to do with you. So that's shame. So he says, Baruch Shame. What we have here, do we have God's energy in this world? Of course, the whole world is Anoid Mulvadeh. But it's his name. What? it's his name? It's Chitzainius. What means Chitsoyinius? It's the way he relates to the consciousness of the world. So when we speak about God, we never speak about God. We always speak about ourselves. That's the Yesod. When we speak about God, we're never speaking about him. We're speaking about ourselves. Just like when we speak about other people, we're not speaking about them. <laughs> we're speaking about ourselves. When one, when one can appreciate this, then one could get into a real relationship. When I speak about you, I'm not speaking about you. I'm always speaking about me. How do I really touch you? That's even with human beings who share so much in common. But still I'm not talking about you, I'm talking about me. I'm talking about your name. All I know is your name. I think there's a, somebody once said a line, he says, All we knew about, uh, say, Avremel Finkelstein was that his name was not Avremel Finkelstein. Sometimes all you know about somebody's name is that it's not his real name. <laughs> so that's what you can know about God. So Baruch Shem. now a name is very significant, because a name captures your projection. The world is not a small place. It's all you, but it's Baruch Shem, And that, why? Because it's Kvayid Malchus, it has to go through Malchus. What's Malchus? Ein Melech Belayam. And this is L'Oilam vat. This goes down, then gets throughout all the worlds. In other words, it, this this ray permeates every universe, wherever there's consciousness, to the lowest, lowest, lowest space. Therefore, what's the void? It, it, it the void, creates an Ava. What's the Ava? That he wants, that he wants, he wants that havaya, which is ain should be a lekecha. The two should become one. That your God should be vahafdes. Hashem should be a lekecha. You, that should be your God. In other, words, I should have a relationship with you, not on my terms, but on your terms. What, what's shame? What's formal kuso and baruch shame? Baruch shame is it's only the ar, it's not the real essence. So, what are the words formal add to that idea of shame? <coughs> And why can't you say Baruch Shmuel it's uh, uh, yeah, the meaning of the idea you're saying it's redundant shame, shame and malchus is l'chode right? redundant <coughs> okay. huh? Malchus be beyond what you perceive him it what you beyond perceive in the shame shame is just what you perceive you want to know what's quite Malchus? So what is it my and shame? It's a good order. It's a good order. Let's leave it for now. No. But it's a good order. It's a very good order. So that's the dov So the baruch shame is like the lila again, <coughs> which creates the renana, which creates the vafdas hashem Malikach. Now, let's begin a few lines. Another few minutes. Let's begin what he starts off the next step. This is all when you're going up this way. You're starting down, and you're trying to come up. So, you want to approach? There's always renonna. There's a void, and you sing out. You sing your void. And the Gemara is that there's a reason to celebrate the void. Because it allows for the music. It allows for the music, and then is rinana. The is tchila That's always how Avayda begins. You don't begin any other way. What's the source for this? gemara in Zion. Now this is again. He relies. on other the gemara. The gemara says a very interesting thing. I think it was Reb Zera. He saw that Rebbe Huda was in a very good mood. It was like the godaladar. This says, whatever you want to ask, you can ask. He's in a very open mood. So B'zayda says, I have a question. What's his question? In a farm, goats always go ahead of sheep. Why? So he says, ah, because that's how the world was created. Shecha, the first darkness, then light. So Rashi says that sheep are usually white, and most goats are black, dark. That's the, that's the end of the story. You have the, the greatest person of the generation says you can ask anything. But what would you ask <laughs> if you get an opportunity to ask the greatest Jew anything you want? What would be your first question? That itself is a good question to think about, right? What what would be your first question? What's the lottery number? What's what what would be the first question? Why? Okay, so his first question he wants to know why sheep go fa- after goats. <laughs> This he couldn't sleep for sixty years, so the answer is much better because that's how God created the world: first darkness, then 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 light. So obviously there's a there's a profounder element here, but the emiss is that it represents a whole a whole mahallech. So here is is very bekitzer that there's, before Simchit there's always Renona. before da, night day, day there's always night. Mm-hmm. So he says that's the, that's how it starts. Tavoy What's midas yoyim? Midas yoyim is the opposite. Midas yoyim is hamshachas soif This is how the Ein soif comes down from higher to lower. This is not This is It's not the chiyus that Hashem gives in a concealed way. It's that the Ein soif Directly comes down into the world, and when a person experiences this, it doesn't create renana, It creates simcha. That's why simcha is in the morning. milas on And here's where the neshama trumps the malach. ein lam The malach only has rina. and the neshama also has rina. She pchinas our love is kallus The malach goes in one direction. That's why the Gemara is so astonished that Yaakov's malachim were ve v'yoredim. <laughs> but the is that's the avoid of a malach It's oylam. He's always oylam. And when he's oylem, he's yoreded and he's oylam. It's always malmatel amayel. It's one direction. In other words, he's trying to get out of something. He's trying to go up. Always trying to go up. And that's why he's singing. Marshenke neshamas Yisrael yashlam avodah neisefes. They also have the avoid of, of Rina. Shabbos all have that. And that's the starters. The starters, is, it starts with night. But they also have another it. What's the other avod? The opposite direction. The hamshachem that comes from higher to lower, from concealment to revelation. Not from darkness, going outwards, upwards to light, but from a higher state of something which is in an aloof state to come out in gilu. Shekol simchei is galos ha And that's what simcha is. There's a difference between song and simcha. All simcha is always the pnimius gets revealed. That's what joy is. Famous expression: Ain't simcha kataras There's no joy like when the asvekas get resolved. Whenever pnimius, an inner truth comes out, that's what generates simcha. To put it in other words, simcha versus depression are not emotions. You don't have chesed, gvura, tiferet, netzach, choyd, simcha, or atzvos. Rather, atzvos, depression, blocks all emotion. You don't know who you are. What simcha does is, it removes, like when you have leaves blocking the sewer. You remove everything, and all what's internal could emerge. That's what simcha is. galus apnim is. That's why you see, when people are in a very happy state... Their full self emerges. Things that they didn't even know about themselves or things that they tell somebody that's really from them. But usually there's blockages. What Simcha does is it is this Galus Apnemius and it affects this Galus Apnemius. And that's that's what Simcha is. So therefore, Renona is on the contrary. Renona comes from the void, from the distance, from the yearning. That's what creates song. Kisufin. kalsa nafshi. That's what a real nigan is. A nigan. Is paying tribute to yearning. It, it con- concretizes, not it expresses the kisuf, and that's what a nigun. That's why it's brought. He brings that nigunim without words are much deeper than nigunim with words, because lyrics, even very sophisticated and profound lyrics, always contain the energy. A nigun without words, you don't even want to be defined by words. It's a different type of it's a different type of communication. A Nigun without words, Tbal Tanya was a big composer. So a lot of his Nigunim are with words, like Avinu Malkainu, Keli Doidi Doifek, where you hear all these experiences, by the way, in his Nigunim. But then he has Nigunim without words. The famous one is the Dalad Bavis. The famous Dalit Bavis without words, dafka, Because there's no words. Why is there no words? Because the Kisufan are more infinite, they're profounder. Simcha is something else. Simcha is the Pnimiyas comes out. One is malmata Lamaila, yearning, and one is malmayla lamata. Malmayla lamata is that the higher, deeper, inaccessible, unconscious reality emerges and the person is overwhelmed from joy. It's a state of ecstasy, it's a state of intimacy, it's a state of oneness. When the outer becomes one with the inner, in rina, the outer is frustrated by not being one with the inner. In Simcha, the outer becomes one with the inner, because the inner comes out into the outer. In the, into the outer, there's an element of Simcha. That's the definition of Simcha. And this is an avayda that the neshama has that the malach doesn't have. How the neshama experiences, it'll continue. But that's a separate avayda of Simcha that comes in the morning, not, not, not at night. This class is brought to you by the yeshiva.net. Please help us continue the classes. Make even a small contribution at www.theyesheba.net slash donate.